Hey everybody and welcome to Bearcat Insider. I'm here with Chance Kirby. This is uh, assistant coach Travis Marsh and we're in the office of Pilot Point ISD Superintendent Todd Southerd for uh, kind of I guess this week's edition or this edition of 10 with Todd. Um, we got a couple things that, that we need to talk about. We do. Um, and <laughs> we do. Before we get started with uh, the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about, we have a very I guess somber thing that we we want to mention for sure, and I know this is it's it's much more personal to you than it is to me. Um, but Coach Rob Best passed away on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned that you'd like to say some words, so by all means, you have the floor, Mr. Southey. You know, Rob was one of the most interesting guys uh, I've ever got the opportunity to work with, and if you look at Rob, he walked in the door, you would not know exactly what kind of guy he was. I mean, that is. This is a guy that, uh, you know, he coached in college level for years, and he was incredibly well-read, knew everybody. We would sit at the, at the table in the lunchroom, uh, and he'd be reading the paper, and he would say, you know, and of course he's reading the sports section, he would say something about some guy, and he would, you know, make some funny comment about him or funny story about him, or he'd say, well, that guy's a jerk, you know, or something yeah. like that, you know. And Rob was just, you know, he would, he would say things that – you know, he was incredibly well-read, going back to what I said, and, you know, he would say something like, you know, well, that's very Orwellian. And you, and he wouldn't do it real often, but you'd catch things like that. Uh, you know, he would quote Shakespeare every once in a while, uh, incredibly gifted with his hands. He could he could make a car. He'd take some beat-up old car and just, it would be gorgeous by the time he was done. You know, and one of the things about Rob is, uh, I'll never forget, we came back from uh, Christmas break and, uh, I just asked him, I said, well, Coach Best, what'd you do over, over the break? He goes, well, I went to, I think it was the Bahamas. He goes, I went to the Bahamas. I said, well, that must be nice. He goes, no, nah, I was working. I said, what were you working in the Bahamas for? And he said, uh, well, you know, I was doing, you know, ESPN radio. I was calling a bowl game. And I'm like, okay, this is a guy that I see every day sitting by, eating lunch in the middle of a cafeteria out of a styrofoam plate. And then he's going and calling ESPN, you know, radio games, you know. He was just, he was such a good guy. Everybody loved Rob. Uh, just worked unbelievably hard for our kids. And uh, I, you know, he, he was here a week and a half ago and yeah. just came by just, just to check on me. And he'd done that twice since I got this job. Just came by, just see how I was doing, you know, just just a great guy. Well, and anybody that you talk to that, that knows uh, Rob at all. Uh, I knew him as a substitute and then yeah. I'd coached against him, but I never worked with him on staff. But even as a substitute uh, and not knowing me from Adam, he took great interest in me and he took great interest in the Bearcats mm -hmm. even after he had you left. left. Uh, and yeah. he was always very supportive of everything that we were doing as, yeah. a, as a staff and as a team after he yeah. left. Uh, and he, he might have been the best substitute teacher that we had, no offense to the ones that are still out there, but he was awesome. Uh, the kids all loved him. Uh, everybody loved Coach Best. Yeah. Uh, and you couldn't help it. Yeah. And, you know, and even even after he retired, Travis, he was still around quite a bit. Yeah. He would constantly come by, and, and he he kept up with things. Uh, he was, you know, he, he was kind of one of these guys where, you know, I may not have been born and raised in Pilot Point, but I got to hear as quickly as I can. could, yeah. you know, and he he really was, uh, he, he enjoyed being around the community and, and being around the kids. So that that was a loss right there that, that hurts. Well, and, and for those people putting it in perspective, uh, he was the AD head coach here. He had 35 wins with the Bearcats, which makes him fifth all-time in head coaching wins here. So he was an important piece of, of Bearcat history. And so uh, we sure hate uh, to lose Coach Best. And, you know, 
condolences to his family and condolences to the Bearcat community. That's never a good way to start off an interview, but it was also it was very important uh, to to make sure that we mentioned Coach Best and his his impact. With everything that is currently going on in the ISD, um, matter of fact, this is why I'm in your office mm -hmm. at 2 p.m. instead of being uh, in class. You shut down the high school yep. uh, yesterday. Uh, we got the email uh, late in the day that you're going to shut down the high school Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay, so I have a couple of questions for you, and I'm sure this will answer questions for people outside of, of this office. Why did you shut down the high school whenever we only had three cases? A couple of different reasons. The, the first reason was is what I've always told people from the very beginning is that if I don't feel comfortable with it, I'm going to pull a trigger and I'm going to pull it quickly. Um, it wasn't just the fact that we had three cases at just that moment. I didn't like the fact that we had just two in two days, you know, a teacher and a couple of kids when we had already three for what, six or seven weeks before entirety. Mm -hmm. The other problem too is I didn't like what I was hearing. Uh, we were getting a lot of information about other kids who were coming up and going, getting tested. Uh, we had some kids who were having some of the same symptoms as one of the positive kids had who were around the positive kid. And uh, I kind of thought Travis was my, my thought process was, you know, this is kind of ramping up here a little bit. I don't like it. I didn't feel good about it. And you can call it a gut feeling or whatever, but uh, we also have Monday off. And so what I kind of thought was, you know, if this is starting to ramp up on us here, uh, we could pull a trigger right now and basically be out for a total of six days, uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And hopefully by that time, Everybody will kind of have an idea of where we stand, how many kids we do have positive. It's kind of run through the system, and hopefully everything is back to somewhat normal. Uh, I, I just, again, I just didn't like where it was going. I didn't feel good about it. And, you know, I've got a lot of people trusting me uh, right now, and, and I cannot break that trust. And uh, made the move. We, I brought in, I brought in uh, Coach David, Coach Booker, Dr. Colson. Uh, Mr. Williams uh, and uh, Tammy Morgan and Barbara Etridge. We all sit down and talked about it, probably for nearly two hours, uh, thinking about what's going on, what we've heard, what we've seen. Uh, then I started talking to board members, and I knew we had to do something. And I didn't feel like just doing it a day and deep cleaning, doing those sorts of things and coming back, I didn't know if that would really do us any good. Yep. I felt like we needed to probably have a little bit of an extended break. And again, with a three day weekend that we have coming up, it just kind of, to me, made sense. If we were gonna pull a trigger, pull it right now. I don't want it to get out of control. I want to kind of keep it at bay as best we can. That's why well, a preemptive move is wise. If, if yeah, and, and you've there's always no right time. I know, and, you, and you've got to balance that. That's the one thing that I didn't want to do either. I wanted here, you know, skies falling and send everybody into a panic either. No. You know, that that's that's the risk you run when you make a move like this. But at the same time, we have said the whole time we're gonna pull a trigger fast and we feel like we need to pull it. Well, and, in in fairness to you and all the times that we've sat in here and done these 10 with Todd interviews and we've had to talk about COVID and everything yeah. like that, um, we have let people know from the get-go that it was inevitable. Oh yeah, it was. It was oh, not yeah. a matter of if this was going to happen, but when. Right. And so um, I can't help but think that 
you know, being the mad scientist that you are sitting in your office, that <laughs> yeah. you had devised a plan and there was at least a progression of A happens, then B happens, right. then C happens, and then I'm pulling the trigger. Yeah. Um, and if that was a certain number, you know, we don't know. Right. You, you made the decision. Right. Um, but we knew this was coming. Yeah. And so um, the next question I have for you, and you might or might not be able to answer this, I don't know. Um, you hear about, you know, these NFL teams, they have a positive case, and then college teams have a positive case, and a big buzzword for them is contact tracing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> are we going to do any sort of contact tracing within Pilot Point High School to try to not uncover a patient zero? That's not what we're yeah. trying to do, because um, it's not a criminal investigation. We don't have to find a guilty party. Yeah. But just to see the extent of the exposure... I think right now in our situation, being that we what we've had going on here uh, the last few weeks with homecoming and everything else, I, I think it would be almost virtually impossible, Travis. You know, I mean, these kids, these kids could get anywhere. I mean, it's not simply can you get it at school? Sure, you can get it at church, you can get it at Walmart, you could get it at another friend's house. I mean, trying to figure out who was where, when, and good luck with that. Yeah. And so. That, I guess that's another reason that kind of went into my thinking as far as pulling the trigger is I don't see any way we'd ever ever really get to the bottom of it at all. And so let's just shut this thing down for a few days, let things cool off and, and go from there. Uh, we did, you know, one of the things that we did have happen yesterday too is in all that madness is we did have a positive at the intermediate school, our first, first positive there. Yeah. And with that kid specifically, we were we were able to contact parents directly. We knew exactly who he'd been around, those sorts of things. It's much easier at intermediate school sure. than what it is at high school with everything right. that goes on in those yeah. kids. With well, those they, kids, they, he can't drive yet, or she can't Correct. drive yet. Whatever. Correct. The and they're not in athletics. They're not running. Yeah. You know. And so with those those folks that we yes we we could trace it back pretty easily and contacted those folks directly. And, you know, I had Miss Wooten uh, and her staff take care of that. And uh, it's just, it's a little bit different at the high school level, I think. Absolutely. Well, my next question was, why not other campuses? But I think you've answered that right. question. Right. Um, is that the, the numbers right. presented at the high school present a way different picture than numbers right. at other places. So and we still have the policy of siblings. If at high school a kid has has it or is suspected, the siblings are removed anyway, right? right? If, okay. if they have it or, ha- or have suspected, yes. Okay. We still will take them out, yes. Now, the next question I have directly related to the shutdown of only the high school mm-hmm. is what steps are we taking to prepare the high school for the return of students on Tuesday morning? Okay, so this morning, uh, Dr. Colson and I were over at the, uh, at the high school, I'm sorry, uh, we're over there about 8.30 today, and our maintenance guys were already, uh, we've got that, e, that e-mister that we use, machine that we use. Uh, they were already going all, we've got about three of them. Uh, they were already hitting that building like crazy. Uh, and then at about 11, 11.30ish or so, uh, our clean, cleaning crew, EFI, came in uh, and started doing their deep cleaning of the facility. Uh, we, all teachers are out. Uh, the okay. only the only person that's in there today is Mr. Williams. Yeah, and so uh, there shouldn't be a lot of in and out of that building at all, with the exception of, of the maintenance custodial crews. 
until uh, Monday is when the teachers will come back and work professional development. I, I had just purchased a 12 pack of Dr. Pepper that is behind my desk. I'm really <laughs> upset because, I mean, the good thing is it will be there on Tuesday morning. It will be there on Tuesday. But the bad thing is I can't get to it right That's now. True. Um, so the, the steps are being taken to if they're, I, I guess if you wanted to think about it in the sense that if the virus is hanging out, it's going to get eradicated by all of our deep cleaning procedures and, and everything like that. Um, so I have, I have two more questions for you. The, the first thing is, and, and this is important probably more to me than anybody else, because I'm the one that always brings it up, and, and I'm going to talk about ADA and instructional minutes. Okay. Um, so we're, we're not going to campus for three days. Right. Okay. Now that's not three days of vacation. Correct. <laughs> okay. Um, I know that everybody thinks that it's like we're, we're getting right. a October break. Um, I still have lesson plans and I'm still having to, you know, keep track of my classes and take attendance and, and all those things. Um, we don't have to make up these days anytime, right? No, we're good. Okay. I mean, we, we do this, this, these days will count towards our instructional days. Uh, the most a campus can be, and there's there is a waiver out there, but the rule of thumb is the most that a campus can be shut down for this type of situation is five days. Okay. Now there again, there's a waiver out there that you can file and all that kind of good stuff, but that's that's what they'll tell you the answer is is five days. Okay, so you know, we're not messing up snow days no. or, or anything like that. This is with our kids being able to get online and get instruction, we are able to count it as an official school day. It is an official school day. We're good. Okay. And then um, my other question for you is you, you made the decision, or not you, that team of people yesterday made the decision to shut down the campus. Y'all allowed UIL competitions mm -hmm. to continue. So that was a home volleyball game Tuesday night, be another right. home volleyball game Friday right. night. We'll have JV will be home tomorrow or Thursday Correct. night, and then varsity is going to be away at Paradise on Friday Correct. night. What thought process went into shutting down instruction and the continuation of UL? Well, you got to remember, we're not necessarily shut down instruction because it's going on. It's just going on online, right? right? Okay. Um, but part of it too is we. It's such it's a delicate balance because okay, you get in this argument of all right, we shut this, you know. All these kids have COVID, but the cross-country team doesn't. No one on there does. So why are we punishing the cross-country team? Right. It, it gets so tricky with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. And what we have done with everybody is we have contacted every school district that we have upcoming games for and said, this is what we got going on. I'm giving you a heads up. We'll keep you in the loop. And so... And we kind of want to play it by ear from now until those games hit. If we have a sudden just mass number of cross-country kids that get it, okay, well, we're not going to run. You know, same thing with, with the other stuff. Uh, it gets tricky. I'm not going to lie. It does. And, and sometimes maybe the optics are not there that you want it to be. Uh, but that's just... It's a difficult situation. You, know, I, you just manage it the best you can. Try to do what's right for the kids. I, I hate, I hate to see these kids working, working, working like they do, and then something happened where they can't, you know, compete and go on to the next level too. And so, just to be clear, that's UIL competition. Correct. And so it, it's not. Correct. Um, I, I think I heard correctly that band will not travel to paradise. Band will not travel to will paradise, travel. and cheer will not travel to paradise because okay. it's not a competition. Because it's not a competition. Correct. Um, which I will say, both of those groups will be missed. 
Um, oh yeah, they're a huge part. It, of they're a Friday huge night part lights. of the, the whole Friday night Big atmosphere, part. and so um, you know that that is kind of a damper as far as everything goes for us. Um, and, and they will surely be missed, but we also understand that we're, we're having to try to do the best right. for, for everyone, and that's including our opponent. Right. Because uh, you don't want to be the people that infected Paradise, Texas. Correct. Um, and that's, and that's again, that's why we've caught, you know, and every one of the superintendents I've talked to have been very thankful of the fact that we were up front and honest with them. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, we've said all along is we're going to be very transparent. We're going to tell you up front, this is how it's, how it's going to work. This is what's going to go on. And we, I, I was on the phone last night with Wasper superintendent, you know, telling him, hey, this is what we got going on. He said, thanks, Todd. Just keep me loop. So, okay. Well, Mr. Southern, as always, thank you for your time. Uh, we appreciate you, uh, you know, opening your doors up for us to come get, you know, the, the information straight from you uh, instead of, you know, through the grapevine or anything else. It's nice to get it straight from you. Um, as always, and as we've said with, with every podcast that we've done related to COVID is this is a fluid situation. Is that safe to say? It is very safe to say. So that. if if I get a text tomorrow saying, hey, will you and Chance come up here? Uh, we know it's coming. <laughs> Something's happened. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the last time you told me to come meet with you, you said it was nothing important. And then I walk in the door and you mentioned something about being fired. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to expect these days anymore. Um, but here I am and, and thankful to be here. Um, as always, this 10 with Todd is brought to you commercial free from our gracious sponsors, Dana Walker with Germania Insurance, Ashley Marsh Photography, Pelzel Printing, Southern Junkies, Salon and Apparel, The Nutrition Den, The Pilot Point, Post Signal, and Chandler Cabinets. We thank our sponsors for uh, the ability to sit down and talk straight through and get the information straight to you. Support the Bearcats and support local business. And as always, go, go Bearcats. Bearcats.